Well, we are now in the season of Advent. Happy New Year, everyone, <laughs> although our readings don't really sound like it. If you are following the lectionary for the weekly appointed scriptures, and I know many of you, in fact, do follow the lectionary, but if you don't track it as closely, we are now in year B, which means you will hear a lot from the Gospel of Mark. Last year, which was just last week, when we heard about sheep and goats, and yes, that was a pun, <laughs> it was from the Gospel of Matthew. This year is Mark, next year is Luke, whose Gospel we read in most of the calendar year 2022. The Gospel readings for the church follow a three-year cycle, so if you don't really understand the reading this time, well, you get another chance coming up in a few years. Of course, the same themes reappear in each year in different Gospels, which tell slightly different narratives. This allows us, as followers of Jesus, to delve deeper and deeper over the years into the mysteries of God in both the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Testament, and to understand more fully God's love for his own creation as we cycle through the readings and ponder in our hearts their meanings as the Spirit leads us in responses to these revelations. <clears throat> now, speaking of revelation, Mark gives us a little bit of a jolt today. The first portion of Mark's testament sounds very much like the book of Revelation or the book of Daniel. <clears throat> Chapter 13, of which our reading is only a part, is sometimes called the Little Apocalypse. Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple and the time of great tribulation, sorrow, confusion, and the appearance of false prophets. And he tells the coming later in the glory of the Son of Man, the Messiah. Apocalyptic is formulaic. It goes a little bit like this. Israel, God's people, rebel against the reign of God. And the unjust oppress the righteous. Things go from bad to worse in the nation to absolutely unbearable, with no glimmer of respite or hope. Maybe there are invading armies killing people. Maybe entire cities are sent into exile, into slavery, never to return. And just before the people are unable to endure one more moment, God intervenes and turns the world back upright again in an extraordinary way. <clears throat> the Jewish people shared apocalyptics with one another as they were scattered from their nation, who when finding themselves in the midst of oppression over and over create meaning and possibility and hope and a connection with their God, a God who indeed saved them and many times in a great and entirely unearthly way, with powers only the divine could muster. Now, the Gospel of Mark was written a little bit after the destruction of the temple in the year 60, and the Roman Empire's brutal suppression of the revolt of, jealous, of zealous Jews. So seemingly, the recent history was of great importance when recalling Jesus' words. Thus, the metaphor of the, big tree, uh, the fig tree leafing in spring to inform us what is to come in the present generation and to encourage us that the imminent gathering of God's peoples 
in the greater power and glory when the sun goes dark and the moon no longer gives light and cosmic powers such as gravity are ruptured. But as we know, the Son of Man did not come back again in first century Judah and humanity waits his return. Jesus' narrative mirrors Daniel who wrote in response to Babylonian oppression of the Jews in the sixth century BC and of the Seleucid oppression in the second century BC. In his dreams, Daniel saw the Messiah and the end of times. With the clouds of heaven, there came like one, like the Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages could serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be passed away, and his kingdom, one that should not be destroyed. Similar allusions are made by other prophets, such as Ezekiel and Isaiah, though not illustrated with such clarity. And we even have in our own liturgy, in the words of Eucharistic prayer B, in the fullness of time, put all things, all things are put under subjection of your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country. These vivid, hope-filled divine images appear after centuries of longing of Israel for the tangible presence of God, as described in Isaiah today. It is a longing of a people who cannot seem to clean up their messes of iniquity and injustice and live according to the laws provided by God. They are unable to live within the boundaries placed on them by loving God, these boundaries that provide justice and mercy for everyone. We hear a longing cry by God's people that, oh, you would tear open the heavens and come down when you did such awesome deeds as in days of old. The prophet appeals, Lord, do not hide your face from us as we deliver ourselves into the hands of our own failure and sin. Remember, we are your people. There is brokenness, there is lament, there is sorrow. As the psalmist says today, O shepherd of Israel, stir up your strength and come help us. Restore us, God. Show yourself, and we shall be saved. Right now, we, list, we live in that liminal place, the time often described as the already and not yet. We know that the day is approaching when we will see more clearly and understand more fully the peace of God. But we are to wait for the day of the Lord by keeping watch, as Jesus tells us, by keeping awake and alert and keeping ready. We are like the hearers of Daniel who awaited the Messiah's coming, not knowing the day or time when he would appear as promised. Unlike them, we are not in the darkness of unknowing, though. We have the joy of his first arrival in Bethlehem and the precious sacrifice he made for us in Jerusalem, the witness to his father's power to free his body from the tomb so that we would have eternal life with our maker. As followers of Christ, we are to be about the works of grace and love and joy as we serve him in each other. So this Advent season, and especially this week, 
we are ever aware of living in the meantime, in the meanwhile, being mindful as we watch and wait for Jesus, of how our Lord is strengthening us all to receive his tender arrival as a precious infant, to grow and to live and experience life as one of us, even as we now await his coming in clouds with great power and great glory.